0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. And uh, we kind of hand over the reins to you and uh, say Mary, would you help us out?
1: Well, that's what we're here to do. And that's why we've called this show Money Guide is because we actually have a very high level of passion for helping guide people with the money that they have towards their very own best financial future. And, you know, my own story of going from welfare to wealth management has lent itself to that because I had to learn these type of things along the way. And um, somebody helped guide me one time. And Once upon a time, I should say. And uh, so we're excited to be here helping people do that. What we're going to talk about today is a topic that um, is, I think, can be very helpful for people who are in this situation. What we're going to talk about today is um, the top five tips of of what we think you should know if you're actually going through a divorce. Now, a divorce um, arguably is one of the most emotionally and financially impactful decisions a person ever makes. Um, And You know, statistically, according to the CDC, the national trend of marriages is steady. So we're not seeing necessarily an increase in the divorce rate over the last three years, which is nice. I'm I'm glad to be able to say that. But that being said, there were still over 800,000 divorces in the United States last year. And so obviously this is something that is going to be um, impacting, if not you, somebody probably that you know and care about. So... The first tip that I have for someone who's going through a divorce is really to gather your data. Now, this is a good time to be thinking about doing that because the end of the year just rolled around and we have year-end statements that have recently hit your mailbox from your banks, your investments, your credit card companies, and things like that. Um, And so when you go to gather your data, this is an ideal time to make copies of those things so that your records are complete. Now, today I have with me special guest Kelsey Bankey, who's a certified financial planner in our office. And Kelsey and I actually work jointly on a um, specific divorce financial planning program that we've built in our office. So, Kelsey, when people are gathering their records, what kind of um, advice can you give them?
2: Sure. And in, in gathering records, you know, the more information, the better. But also you got to know what to keep and what not to keep. So you need to have at least one record for each account that you have. Uh, you also it, it helps to have uh, all your personal information, all your family's information. So your children's names, date of birth, social security numbers, same for your spouse. Uh, you want to have records as far as um you know, what houses did you live in since you've been married? What what states did you live in? It makes a difference, you know, how long you lived in each state um, as far as it, it can have an impact on that divorce um proceedings. So uh, having that kind of information, but definitely what Mary said, you know, everything's coming in the mail. We've got year end statements coming. So getting a statement with the account number and the account type is really important. People know they have money in, in certain places, but aren't necessarily always sure what type of money. So is it an IRA? Is it a Roth IRA? 401k? Uh, is it non-qualified money? The other thing you want to keep track of is, did you come into the the marriage with that money or was it something that you acquired during your marriage? Uh, was an inheritance that you received. All of those things are important when you're looking at splitting uh, assets and and making uh, the divorce uh, finalized.
1: You know, that's a really good point, Kelsey. Um, I worked with a client one time who had, um, was going through a divorce and their parents had given them annual gifts of $25,000 a year for the last so many years fantastic gift, no doubt. Um, But they had used the majority of that money to build an investment pool. And we were able to go back and trace where that money came from. And then that made a difference in who got what money in that divorce proceeding. So um, one of the things that we've put together for our listeners is a copy of what our divorce tips are going to be. Uh, the top five tips that we're going to talk about today, but included with that is a divorce information checklist. So a checklist of all the things that you should gather as you're going through a divorce to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row and all your data gathered so that you're ready with your record keeping. The second thing that I think is important is to assemble a professional divorce team. So beyond the legal and financial matters of a divorce, There really does lie an emotional component that can't be ignored. And a strong divorce team is not only going to include an attorney and a financial planner, but it probably should also include some type of counselor or therapist, especially if you have kids. You know, if you have kids, a pediatric counselor, I think, is incredibly important. Now, Divorce, by its very nature, tends to be an adversarial type of process. But there is actually a different way to do it. So if you're someone who's not really interested in the traditional adversarial process of divorce, there is a program out there that's called a collaborative divorce. And a collaborative divorce is um, something that um, really is trying to put the best interests of children at heart. So Kelsey, tell us a little bit about kind of what the collaborative team does and, and why that might feel better during a divorce proceeding.
2: Sure. Just like Mary said, the, the collaborative process tries to eliminate all the fighting and the arguing and the back and forth and, and all of those uh, horrible feelings that you get from the process. And it tries to take it to a civil process. Um, it tries to keep the kids, if there are kids, in the front of that focus and what is going to be uh, best for everyone. Because the longer you fight, just shrinks the pool of money that you're right. fighting over uh, and that money goes to attorney bills and, and, and I have a lot of attorney friends so it's nothing negative to them it's just it costs money the longer you spend in the divorce process so if you can come to a collaborative decision on how uh, money will be split how custody will be handled things of that nature and keep the kids if they again if they are in the the marriage if there's kids keep them at the focus now you don't have to have kids to go through this process this is really truly just a, a way to if you can come to agreements on all the matters that need to be discussed and handled if you can do that without fighting in front of a judge or um, going back and forth between your attorneys because you won't speak to each other or whatever the case may be you can shrink the time that you're spending in the divorce uh, process as well as you can reduce the cost of time that you're spending in the divorce process so both uh both sides uh in the marriage get a an attorney that's trained in the collaborative divorce process and you can have experts come in and weigh weigh opinions on different matters in the, the process, but both sides have um, a lawyer who's trained and you work through the process. Now, if at any time you decide that you don't want to be in that process any longer and you want to go to the adversarial route, you can do that, but you both must uh, fire your attorneys at that point and start over from scratch. So again, taking the cost back up there. So most people, once they start the the collaborative process tend to have very good results from it because it keeps the focus on the things that are important and it gets rid of all of, if, if not all of uh, most of the, the fighting and the, the arguments and all of that thing that the, all of that stuff that we've seen in, in movies and maybe experienced unfortunately or, or whatever the case may be. So it's a very, very powerful process. It's something that's not been, um, heard of uh, as probably frequently as, as other processes, but it's a very strong prospect and something that people should consider if they are going through that.
1: And we can get you some information about local attorneys who are trained in the collaborative process. Kelsey, who's also a certified financial planner in our office, is going through the collaborative divorce training process herself so that she can weigh in as a financial expert in those types of proceedings. Um, and, you know, as we've worked with people who are going through a divorce, and as I said, we've built a very specialized divorce financial planning program, um, we've noticed that as your. Um, life changes within this transition, so do many of your relationships. So assembling the professional divorce team of the attorney, the financial planner, the CPA is important, but also beginning to establish a team of people that can address some of your other needs is also important. Everything from, you know, if you're if your spouse used to fix the things around the house and now you need to get a new handyman it's adding somebody like that to your team or, or having a snow removal person or having a good lawn care person and another thing that changes as you go through a divorce is your friend landscape and that's one of the things that we're, we're very tuned into at Stirk financial services is that um, you know if you're A woman, you might need to establish a stronger single girl network. And so, um, you know, all of these relationships and um, go into building a team to help support yourself as you move forward into your new normal of life as a divorced person.
0: Congratulations to Mary Sturk and the team at Sturk Financial for earning a spot on two Forbes lists, Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors and Forbes Top Women in Wealth for five years running.
1: You know, I had um, a client come in. She was a nurse married to a doctor and they were going through a divorce. And, you know, her biggest fear was, am I going to be okay? And she'd never been the one that handled the money before. She'd never handled the investments before. They had money, they had investments, but she didn't really know how to translate that into knowing whether or not she would actually be comfortable or okay. And so one of the things that our Divorce Financial Planning Program can do is help you kind of do some pre-forecasting to understand how the money and the assets that you have accumulated can translate to a comfortable lifestyle and a strong retirement. So some 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 divorce financial planning and forecasting I think is really important to think about doing during this process. One of the things though that is super important to understand and to be talking with a financial planner about though is the idea that not all asset values are actually equal. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is that you can have two different pots of money and by the time you look at the tax impacts, or the penalties for taking them out before you're allowed to, they can shrink down to be two totally different values of money, even though they started out the same. You know, it's kind of like looking at dollar bills. You know, all dollar bills, no matter what denomination they are, whether they're fives, twenties, hundreds, or ones, they're all the same size, right? They all look the same. They just have different pictures on them. So even though they're exactly the same size, they are absolutely not the same value. And that's kind of the way to look at it with assets in divorce, too. So, for instance, if you have an IRA worth $100,000 and if you have a Roth IRA versus $100,000, those two values are not equal when it comes to what the actual after-tax ability to spend that money translates to. You also want to be careful when you're looking at things like homes. You know your home may be worth three hundred thousand dollars, and you may have a, an investment account worth three hundred thousand dollars, and you may think, "Well, I'll take the home, and you can take the money." That may or may not be in your best interest because those values may not be equal for you. So, um, when you're when you're looking at these things, it's really important to understand that. Not all of these values are equal, and you really should be working with a, your attorney and with your financial planner to figure out what assets you do want to take so that you can ask for them in the settlement and have it be as much to your advantage as possible. Kelsey, tell us a little bit about some of the time frames that you might be able to or might be thinking about too when it comes to choosing assets in divorce.
2: Well, definitely, uh, you want to consider the liquidity of the asset. So Mary's been talking about the tax implications. Um, but also there, there are assets and investments that are not liquid, you cannot get out of them at all, or, or maybe not easily, um, or without uh, significant penalties. So considering the liquidity of your asset is, is very important as well. Um, if you are needing to use those assets to live on or to support your family or or uh, whatever your case may be cons- considering liquidity with your assets is very important as well so uh, that's one thing to consider and, and your age is going to have an impact as well if you're somebody who is uh, significantly under the age of 59 and a half all of those retirement assets uh, are going to have to stay put um, otherwise you'll have a, a pretty intense uh, penalty from the IRS for getting uh, access to those earlier now if you're over that age or or close to that might be something that is not as big of a concern but to try to navigate all of that on your own uh, it, it might be kind of a daunting task so what a financial planner is for. Um, they're going to be able to help navigate all of that and help understand. Uh, you know what are the different rules. Which one, you know a, a certain types of guaranteed programs might also have penalties or restrictions to how much money you get. So don't try to navigate that yourself. Seek some assistance. Make sure you completely understand all of those assets. So that way, when you go to the table and you're trying to uh, negotiate which, which things you're going to get, you're getting things um, that are in your favor and and not getting uh, things that necessarily aren't in your favor. So
1: good point, Kelsey. So the tips that we've talked about so far, number one, gathering your data, number two, assembling a professional divorce team, number three, understanding that not all asset values are created equal And the fourth thing we're going to talk about is creating an accurate budget. But let me remind you that if you want a copy of these tips, along with the divorce information checklist that we talked about earlier, all you need to do is call our office at 605-217-3555 and request that. And uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about that and make sure that you're off to a good start with your divorce planning. Um... The, the, the fourth tip that we have is about creating an accurate budget. So you're going to be likely to be transitioning into a situation where the same income that you had before in your family now needs to support two households instead of one. So working with a plan- planner to create your new normal for cash flow is really important. You really want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row by understanding what those incomes are, what the bills are, now that you maybe have moved to a new place or your spouse has moved out and there's two households that have heating bills and electric bills and possibly mortgage payments and things like that. You want to pull all that information together so you can attack that cash flow. Basically a new situation is going to require new planning and a new budget we have actually created a divorce budget worksheet to help you get this planning started so that's included with our top five divorce tips if you want to call in and get those now kelsey we're going to be doing a seminar on january 28th coming right up about divorce and your money tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about in that seminar
2: Sure. At the seminar, we really want to just get a, a good educational uh, conversation going with people in attendance, talking about you know those five divorce tips and, and going in a little bit more detail about uh, things that you should consider if you're going through a divorce, um, information to gather. We'll go into more detail on that. Um, but really just getting a good, solid background of information so that if this is something that you're going through or someone that you know is going through this or if You know, you think that that might be something coming down the road for you, um, Anybody can attend. We we want to share this information with everybody. We know this can be a very difficult time, and this is information that can help and can ease the process a little bit. Uh, so we'd love to see as many people there as possible, uh, and and help us get that information and get the word out that um, you know there are there are people that can help you through this and and let you focus on what's most important. You know yourself and your well being and your kids, if that's uh, if they're still at home, um, and, and let us help ease and organize the rest of the process for you uh, so that you can handle it a little bit uh, more smoothly.
1: Great. And you can register for that seminar by going online at sterkfinancialservices.com or calling our office at 605-217-3555 and uh, reserving your spot. Well, that brings us to our last tip of our top divorce tips for people who are going through a difficult divorce. And the the last tip that we have is to start doing some thinking about developing a post-divorce game plan. You know, life after divorce is an adjustment. And while ultimately it can lead towards your best future that, you know, possible and an even brighter one than you've ever imagined, but getting there requires some planning and some strategizing. And a financial planner can help. It can help you transition through a difficult separation to that life full of possibility. So um, looking at a post-divorce game plan can help you prioritize some of your goals about what's important to you, whether it's about housing, whether it's about Um, second careers, whether it's about going back to school, but prioritizing the goals and then aligning your finances so that it can support those goals is really important. It also helps you actually accomplish splitting the assets. So once the divorce is final, it helps you accomplish actually getting things split. And um, it also helps you develop realistic expectations about what to expect going forward and what to begin to, you know, start thinking about when it comes to what to do with the money that you have right now.
2: Sure. And Mary, uh, we're, we're also going to make sure that, um, in in a financial plan that we're looking at, you know, how ready, how ready are you to make those decisions? So uh, anytime you go through a big life event, uh, it it is not wise to go ahead and jump in and make a bunch of, uh, irrevocable long-term decisions. (laughs) So, uh, there is different uh, stages of the divorce process, and, and we, we truly believe in that uh, time right after divorce or during the divorce proceedings, uh, you shouldn't be making any long-term decisions. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't decisions that need to be made, um, and there isn't things that you should be doing to protect yourself and to protect your family and your assets and your future retirement, uh, but they don't necessarily need to be long-term irrevocable decisions. So we're going to look at what things need to happen now, what can wait till later. Til later.
1: Absolutely. Big decisions and short-term decisions all need to be made, but there's a time for all of them. So our goal at Strict Financial is simple, to help you move through a challenging transition and towards the best life possible.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.